We have had here at Talking Hawks some extraordinary moments, but I would claim that right here, right now, there is a sense of anticipation that has not been matched. The three of us, that being Dads, myself, Smitty, and Timmy, are going to do some drafting. No, not future drafts. We are going to the past. All-time Hawthorne drafts. We are taking three Teams of 22, yes, there will be 66 picks spread out across the three episodes as we will be building some absolutely bonkers team thanks to the quality of players we have had at the Hawthorne Footy Club. We kick things off where premierships are won. That being the back line, let's get into it. So, of course, Hawks fans, as per usual, if you're not subscribed to us on YouTube, please do so. We're up around the 930 marks. Only 70 to go until the 1K mountain has been climbed. So jump on there, Facebook, Twitter, get around it. And, of course, you're listening to this podcast if you can hear my voice, which means you need to be following us on that podcast platform. You don't need to do all three, no stress about that, but just the one you're listening on and a review would be fantastic. We even had a review from Texas, if you can believe it, who gave us five stars as well. Anonymous, of course, otherwise I would be giving them a shout out, but that is fantastic. Let me introduce the rest of the drafting panel, the man with the number one pick for the defenders, Smitty. How are you, mate? And how excited are you for this? Mate, I'm absolutely pumped. I feel like we've been mates a long time, Daz, and this is the sort of stuff we do on a Friday afternoon in English. But to actually have a, a platform to put this out on and have an audience to judge us on it, it just it levels the excitement. I'm I've got goosebumps to be honest, mate. Timmy, it's fair to say that we are going to be judged harshly via the fans but I get the feeling we're going to welcome it and it's going to bring us to a whole new level. How are you feeling pre-draft? Yeah, feeling very excited going through and having a look at the amount of players that we have to choose from. I have a, a big inkling that there might be a few surprises in terms of where we name people, but also there might be a few that we leave off the list that could have some supporters absolutely blowing up. Yeah, there would be, I would say, I'm going to take a guess here. There would be some undrafted free agents that would be top 30 picks in some other teams. Or, of course, with the expansion names, you could even look at top 20, top 15. It's going to be extraordinary. So how this is going to work just lastly is we're not going to have the same pick twice. So, Smithy, you've got pick one in this exercise, which I know you were over the moon about. I've got pick two. Timmy's got pick three. Stay with us, Hawks fans. You don't need to jot them down. We'll be having them on the socials. You guys will be able to vote. Just sit back, relax, whatever you're doing. Enjoy. I know we will. Let's get the draft started. Smithy, pick one. All Hawthorne defenses. And, of course, we are keeping this positional. So, you know, this isn't the All-Australian team. We are going to have guys where they played. Smithy, pick one. Let's go. Yeah, with pick one, it was a pretty easy one for me. Uh, I firmly believe he's the greatest defender in the history of the Hawthorne Football Club. Played on some of the giants of the competition during the late 80s and 90s. It's Chris Langford, um, an absolute giant of the football club. He was a pillar of strength down there and, in my opinion, was quite an easy pick one. Beautiful. I like it. I'm sticking to the... 
key defender mould here, I'm going to go real retro. And as the youngest one here, that might surprise a few. But Calvin Moore for mine, 300 gamer. He had 13 consecutive seasons of 19 plus games. And considering back then, uh, you were lucky to get off the ground without an injury, let alone a massive hit. That is extraordinary. He's in the AFL. He's in the Hawthorne Hall of Fame. He even won a best and fairest back in the day, which for a fullback is outstanding. He's going to be able to stop whatever monsters are thrown at us when we get to the fourth draft. So bang, bang, we're underway. Timmy, your first pick in the All Hawks draft, please. Yeah, my first pick is Chris Mew. So Chris Mew, centre-half back, was in the Hawthorne team of the century. Uh, won five-day premierships, three-night premierships, 28 finals appearances as well. And for mine, was an absolute lock for that centre-half back position, especially when we think about the calibre of players that he was playing against during the 1980s in our glory years. It seems like every time, I promise this will be the only time we do it, but we are just going to be astounded at the quality of players we take here. We are being so spoiled, but let's continue the momentum. Smithy, back to you. This isn't like fantasy, mate. It's not snake draft, linear, all you. Yeah, speaking of quality of players, uh, for my halfback flank and the captain of my team, uh, it's going to be Luke Hodge, I think. Arguably one of the greatest Hawks of all time. Uh, He's a four-time premiership captain, three of them. A four-time premiership player, three of them as captain, shall I say. Two-time Norm Smith medalist, three-time All-Australian, All-Australian captain, uh, two Hawthorne Best and Ferris, an AFL Best Captain Award. He's a giant of the game, and he is an absolute legend of this club. What a player. All right, let's get into my second pick. I'm going to shore up my key defensive stocks. And this guy was box office due to his battles against Paul Vanderhaar, let alone the other centre-half forwards in the competition. But Peter Knights, he is going to be my centre-half back. 264 games. And to think he missed exactly 100 with injury, what could have been? Should have won a Brownlow, barring an injury as well. He won three flags, two best and fairest, three mark of the years. I didn't even know they awarded those in the 70s, but there you go. And he turned out to be a fantastic operator post-footy. Not that that is taken into account here, but Calvin Moore, Peter Knights. Oh, that is a, a very handy beginning to my spine. Timmy? With my second pick, I've picked Gary Ayres. I've picked Conan. Uh, Hawthorne, team of the century. He won five-day premierships, five nighttime premierships, a dual Norm Smith medalist, so in 86 and 88. Uh, was also club champion back in 1986 and Hawthorne captain for two years between 92 and 93. So for mine, absolute lock to have in my back six. And Smithy Shattered. Yeah, as one of my favorite players of all time, even though I did never get to see him play live, he will go down as one of my favorite players of all time. So I am shattered right now, but I mean, I've got a pretty good fallback plan and that's Grant Birchall um, on the other halfback flank opposite Hodgie, as we saw during the three-peat. He played 248 games at the Hawks. He was a four-time Premiership player, uh, All-Australian in 2012. And although he doesn't have uh, maybe the plethora of individual awards, such as the players we have named so far, uh, he's one of the most dependable and reliable players in the history of the Hawthorne Football Club. So welcome addition to my back six. Beautiful. Now, when you've got a guy who has been able to play at all parts of the ground, has come out publicly and said his best footy was as a defender, That makes him eligible for mine. I am going to take with my third pick, John Kennedy Jr., 241 games. And to have a guy on my back line that's kicked 211 goals, uh, if he just wants to take a little sneak forward, I'm absolutely going to be fine with that. He kind of gets lost in the 
the prestige of his father and son, but he could legitimately, you could put him anywhere but the ruck and he would do extraordinarily well. And he went to another level against the Kangas when Kanga was coaching them. So I'll very happily take John Kennedy Jr. for mine. Back to you, Timmy. Third pick is Sean Burgoyne. So I'm going to take Silk. So I know he has played through the midfield. We saw patches of him up forward for Hawthorne. If we think back to 2013 with that wonderful goal to put us in front of the preliminary final against Geelong. But in the later part of his career, played down back. If you think about the 2015 grand final, that first quarter when West Coast were pumping it long into our, our back line, Silk was down there. So he's the third pick I've got. Played 250 games for the Hawks, full-time premiership player, ultra-reliable, the Mr. Fix-It. So he's in there for mine. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know whether the Silk had qualified, but he's there now, but I like it. Back to you, Smithy. Yeah, line ball with Silk, but he did play a lot of the back half of his Hawks career in the back line, so I'm willing to tick it off. The definition of an awesome back pocket, I think you'd see Andy Collins in the dictionary, um, one of the most reliable and sturdy back pockets, and he wasn't just a back pocket. He finished equal fifth in the 1990 Brownlow medal while also winning the Hawthorne Best and Fairest. Unbelievable. I had no idea that that was the case, but a pretty awesome effort. Uh, He played 212 games for the Hawks, 189 of those consecutively. So the man played through every injury imaginable. He was durable. He was reliable. He won three premierships. uh, And look, for someone to have in your back pocket, I couldn't think of anyone better than Andy Collins, to be honest tough it was just tough i like it i'm gonna go to a guy who played 184 games he was named in defense for three grand finals won three flags won a best and fairest as far as i'm concerned if you could be in a hawthorne team in the 80s and win the best and fairest you have you are scarily good um he had three team of the year nominations he had excuse me uh, Gary Abacanara did call this man one of the most skilled players he'd ever seen let alone a teammate I will take Russell Green. He was a genuine star, this bloke, and pretty underrated, in my opinion, as a Hawthorne Pie, but he was the star. Timmy? My fourth pick, I'm going to pick Josh Gibson to play as my key back. So play as one of my key backs. So I'm going to have Chris Mew and Josh Gibson. We We are not putting Chris Mew and Josh Gibson in the same back line, are we? I, I was going to. I think there was patches there where Gibbo played at fullback. No, Timmy. No, no. I'm a pretty forgiving guy, but we can't be having this. Well, so that, starting that, it off with a lie, Smithy, is probably not the way to go. Chris oh. Mew was named at centre-half back in pretty much every grand final he started in. And Josh Gibson played in the same team as Brian Lake. This cannot go down. Daz, you've got to be on my side with this one. Oh, He needs to rethink this. You know what? We did say positional, and I I think they both played their best footy at centre-half back. So, sorry, Timmy. I think you might have to do a redraft here, mate. Some right. controversy in the back line. All right. Look. Oh, boy. Okay. Hold on. We'll go, back to the, we'll go back to the picks. Let me have a look through. All right. Okay. I've picked. I've got a different one then. So, oh, this, one will be a full, this one will be a full back. So, still a key position player. Yeah, the position uh, you need. Yeah, yeah. Most courageous in 1999, won the most consistent award in 05, 
Best First Year Player 1998, All-Australian 2005, uh, played two games for the Big V in 99 and 2008, won a premiership in 08, and his last moment on the field was where he absolutely poleaxed, Josh, uh, poleaxed Selwood, Joel Selwood, with a busted foot. So I'm going to pick Big Crody, Trent Crode. There we go. I'll put him down as fullback. We love the man. What a lot. And what a lasting memory that was on a broken foot. Yeah. What a man. Unreal. All right. We need to get past this controversy. So it's back over to you, Smithy. Yeah. It's an half pack. I'm going to take Josh Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> no, now we know why. <laughs> oh, we've so... been hoodwinked. You, could, you didn't even have the class to wait a round of drafting before you took him. You've just kicked up a stink and then stolen him. Well, I needed a centre-half back, and I was, I, was, extraordinary. I was waiting because you two had already taken one. So I was waiting on this strategically. Now, obviously, I have to take him. So Gibbo played 160 games at the Hawks, uh, was a three-time premiership player, and one of the things, one of the best things you can do as an AFL player is win a best and fairest in a premiership year. Do you guys agree? Agreed. Yep. He won two of them. So he was our best and fairest winner in 2013 and 2015. Unbelievable achievement. He was also All-Australian in 2015. One of my favorite Hawks and an absolute star. Well, I'm going to take my next pick under zero controversy at all. I need two back pockets. I'm going to start with Amir that I just love. Smithy, you and I both grew up watching Hawthorne's 2001 season highlights. It's probably the best non-premiership year for Hawthorne fans that we grew up with. And I've just got to take the man that won the BNF in that year. He was a two-time All-Australian, 163 games with the Hawks. He ran like the wind, a beautiful field kick. I'll take Joel Smith. Thank you very much. Timmy? Excellent selection, by the way. Uh, my pick, oh, so pick, pick five, I'm going to pick uh, a three-time premiership player, also a club captain, played 202 games for the brown and gold and kicked two goals, uh, one of those being in his last game. And I'm going to pick Strats. Absolutely wonderful playing either on talls or smalls. If you think back to the 2012 prelim, Against Adelaide, where he made that absolutely clinch tackle on Dangerfield, who then threw his arms up and tried to milk another free kick. That for me is one of those crowning moments for Strats. Timmy's gone bang. Nice little drive by. <laughs> it wasn't it. Alrighty, uh, uh, Smitty. Yeah, back over, over to you. The, the last on field, of course, we will be filling in our bench as we go with a defender, three midfielders, and a forward. But your last on field. Yeah, so I needed to fill in my back pocket spot. And going through, there was some good candidates, but I landed on Ray Jenke, who a lot of people have praised um, and said he was a bit unlucky not to win a few more premierships. He only got the one in 1991, but I'm pretty sure he played 19 games in 1988, but missed with an injury. So it was a big factor of that season. A uh, really dependable player. He was 185 centimetres, and he hails from my area in the state uh, around Cranbourne. So good to have a local in the team. Beautiful. Love that logic. Uh, let me finish my back pocket. A man that uh, played 211 games. He won a flag, did plenty after playing. But I just want to ask you, fellas, uh, he would have had his 50th, 100th, 150th, and 200th game. And you would be pretty unlucky if you lost all of those. Would that be, would you guys agree with that? Extremely Absolutely. unlucky. 
I would argue that what happened during this man's 50th, 100th, 150th, and 200th was worse than that because he was knocked out in all of them. He was unconscious at some point. Jeez, there's a uh, stat. (laughs) During these games. But David Parkin is the man who's going to finish. You have to be one tough bugger to keep going out after that. Uh, He wasn't described as a a massively skillful player, as in by hand or by foot. But considering if these hypothetical games were going to happen, this really would be a war. I want a man that courageous on the field with me. David Parkin can absolutely fill in my back pocket spot. And Timmy, the last pick of the on-fields, who have you got? Yeah, so I've I've gone for a player that I did not see play. So this player played for Hawthorne during the Second World War, so around that wartime era, won a Brownlow medal in 1949. So one of the handful of players who's won a Brownlow for our club, also won the club champion in that year, in 1949, named in the Hawthorne team of the century and also a Hawthorne life member after playing 85 games for us, and that's Cole Austin. Can't argue with that. Yeah, Brownlow medalist on your uh, back pocket is pretty handy. (laughs) Yeah, you'll take it. All right, so let's go to the bench. Uh, Of course, this bench player can't be rotated in. They will be named on our bench once we post on social media. And again, they do have to have played defense for the majority of their career. So before you make a stink on socials, just remember that. But Smitty, who is on your bench in your back line? It's the man who I'm predicting to take over the captaincy at the Hawks next year. He's a current player, our first current player. And it's James Sicily. Who just, abs- who just absolutely romped home the best and fairest, should have been an All-Australian. I'm going to give it to him anyway because it was an absolute daylight robbery that he didn't oh, get an All-Australian blazer. Absolutely. But his best footy is still ahead of him. And if I'm projecting um, with this bench spot, I think that this is going to be a great pick. That that is, he's had two controversies in this episode, Smitty. So this this could really divide some fans. Uh, I'm going to go to a guy on my bench who only played 54 games, and you might be thinking, now, Daz, surely you're taking the PI double five out of the good Hawthorne people. But when you spend those 54 games with three flags, a Norm Smith medal, and stopping Matthew Pavlich, Kurt Tippett, and Jack Darling in grand finals, you can absolutely be part of my key position depth. That being Brian Lake, he started his career jumping over pub fences and getting arrested, and he ended his season as a Hawthorne immortal. I love any and all of that. So, Brian Lake, you can be welcomed onto my team with suitable aplomb. And, Timmy, you can finish off the draft for the defences with your last pick. Yeah, so my bench position, I was looking for a tough-as-nails defender. Wanted someone who had a really good lethal foot. So I was thinking about the players we had. Now, this player was a two-time premiership player, and I still think if he was not injured in 2012, where he did his hamstring in the last regular season game against West Coast, we'd probably win the 2012 final. Uh, And that's our two-time premiership player, Brent Guerra. So, gooey. The big guru. Yeah, uh, possum, possum head. <laughs> he was, I was at that West Coast game. He did his hammy right in front of me and you could see the emotion on his face. It was extraordinary. And um, Timmy, you've, I hate to say this, mate, but you've already lost points for bringing up the grand final that didn't happen. So yeah, no, I know. That still haunts me, that grand final. I can still remember when he did the hamstring too. I wasn't at the game, but I still remember it was the fourth quarter and just the, the look on his face, that, that, yeah, that was the moment that, after the grand final loss, it just kept coming back to, unfortunately. 
it, so it's funny you keep that you're mentioning at negative one mn <laughs> it, it's funny he keeps mentioning a grand final in 2012 when there actually wasn't one so yeah it's extraordinary so let's do a quick recap give us your positional now smithy so we can get a grasp of your side so back pocket full back back pocket you know the drill yeah as if it was on the whiteboard uh recap please yep so back pocket andy collins Chris Langford at full back with Ray Jenke in the other back pocket. And then the half back line, uh, part the three Pete back line, Luke Hodge on one half back flank, Josh Gibson at center half back, and Grant Birchall on the other back flank with James Sisley on the bench. Extraordinary. And I will go, oh, excuse me, sorry about that. I will go with John Kennedy Jr. In my back pocket, Calvin Moore and Joel Smith. And then on my half-back line, I've got David Parkin, I've got Peter Knights, and I've got Russell Green with Brian Lake on my bench. So I'm extremely happy about that. Timmy? Yeah, so full-back line, Gary Ayres, back pocket, Trent Crowe, full-back, and then we also had Ben Stratton on the back pocket. And then at half-back line, we had Sean Burgoyne, half-back, Chris Mew, centre-half-back, Cole Austin, half-back, and then on the bench, Brent Guerra. Extraordinary start, boys. Can't wait to see what the fans say and can't wait to get the other drafts out there. We've had some controversy. Hopefully that stops as soon as possible. Hope you can join us for the midfielders draft in a few days' time and get to voting on your favourite team. This has been the Talking Hawks podcast. Follow wherever you get your podcasts and on social media. And until next time, go the Hawks. Go the Hawks.